Today is a sad day because it is our first Sunday since this past September without football. And it will be the, it will be, um, that was our, so last, last week was our last one until next September. So a little sad, but we have a very eventful off season ahead. You were listening to the NF, the, Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. So, guys, as I alluded to earlier on, no more football for the foreseeable future. However, we do have a lot of things that we will be able to talk about in the coming months. So, starting just this Tuesday, we have franchise tags on February 21st, and that'll go... Um, That'll go up until March. And then we have the Combine on February 28th. Then on March 15th, the start of the league new year and also free agency, which in the NFL is pretty crazy. Pretty much every year. Never fails to disappoint. Plenty of action. Um, and then that will take us all the way up to the draft, which is on April 27th. And... Around somewhere in the month of May, it's never it's not announced yet on what date uh, date it is, but we will get the NFL schedule release, and at some point we will get who's going to be on Hard Knocks, and May thirtieth, through uh, starting on May thirtieth, going through the whole summer, we have our Fumble Ruski player rankings, which will take you guys all the way up to preseason. So. Sit back and we will give you everything that you guys need to know, all the insight you need, and we'll keep you entertained all the way up until the, the start of next season. That is the 2023 NFL season. So without further ado, let's get into our offseason coverage. So starting with free agency, I wanted to cover the top five teams in cap space. So the first, the number, so one through five, it's Bears, uh, Falcons, Vegas, uh, Vegas Raiders, the Giants, and the Patriots. So it's also under, important to understand the gap between one and two, between the Bears and the Falcons, is huge. The <laughs> Bears have ninety-eight million in cap space, and the and the Falcons are just at fifty-six. So guys, we'll start at the at number one. With Bears, I've got to say, you if you're if you're the Bears, you look at this free agency class. You mm -hmm. have to go defense. That's oh. what I'm thinking for that. Like you have to, like all or nothing. I feel like you have to go defense. Mm -hmm. it, when you they have a, so they have a lot of needs here, but you also have to look at the class uh, that is there in each free agency, you know, uh, department, if you will. At wide receiver, they might need a wide receiver, but do you need Jacoby Myers? Do you need Juju Smith-Schuster? I think I think Darnell Mooney, the guy who they already have, is is around that air is around that level. And I'll pull a, I'll pull it up now, but I don't know. I think I think defense would be more fitting for for free agency for the Bears. I see it, but at the same time, I would rather them focus on the line more so than defense. 
like both ways. I'm not just solely working on the defense. I'm working on the offensive side too, more specifically the O line and D line. Because I'm not, I wasn't too ecstatic with Justin Fields and what he had to work with. Justin Fields is a good quarterback, but the amount of times he had to run last year is nerve wracking to me. Because I'm going through it with Lamar Jackson. I'd rather him just not have to run, but at the same time, you got to do what you got to do. And that Bears O line, God help him. So I'm like, give him a better O line. They have the money to basically outbid everybody else for quality positions during free agency. So why not get the most available pieces? We mentioned it earlier. While we were talking to each other, if Orlando Brown is available and he's waiting to get paid, if I'm the Bears, I'm like, take him. He can play in cold weather conditions. Yeah, that's our left tackle spot secured. And then for the rest, we could take the the right tackle from San Francisco and then go from there. So I just the the tackle the tackle position is okay. In um, it's it's okay in free agency. But I think it's better in I think it's better in the draft, and with the number one overall pick, which we we will talk about later on, and we can get more into um, later in the show when we when we hit on the draft. They are like, it's just they can they can trade back with that pick and use and use whatever they get in return on um, on offensive line, but. When you have, but I, I'm just thinking, why use why use those picks on defense when you have such a stacked free agency class and 98 mil to spend? I just think it would be a lot more efficient that way. Just looking at some names here, you got Deion Jones, you have Marcus Peters, Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Jesse Bates, Levante David, Delvin Tomlinson, Jadevian Clowney, Jordan Poyer. Those are all very quality names. And I haven't even mentioned Akeem Hicks or Larry Ogunjobi yet. And James Bradbury. Don't bring up James Bradbury right now. This is a stacked. Okay. Don't let your recency bias get get in the way. J- James Bradbury is still a very quality starting. Mm-hmm. He is. He is. He's a high end number. He's a high end number two with low end number one upside. He's, he's just that good. That's all. I'm just messing with him. Just a yeah, shouldn't have called that. But. You know, you can't hold on to your biases, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Adam, you just got to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, I'm just saying, if you're the Bears, if you're the Bears, I, my person, what I, the way I would approach this offseason, with all of the assets they have through free agency, through the draft, I would focus free agency on defense with the names that are that are available here and the tackles that are available in the draft. And if you want to go wide receiver there, you you are more in, it's you'd be more inclined to go to the draft there as well. And we'll get we'll get into the draft soon. Um, Hold but on. I, Adam, what's up? There's one thing that you didn't mention. The Bears, you say, have uh, 98 million. Yep. Darn near half their team's a free agent. I don't know if you know they have 25. Of you know, of like their fifty-three man roster from last season, twenty-five of them are free agents. And when you couple that with the fact that they're like the Bengals a few years ago, it's not good. And when I say that, this is before since he was good. They have like the most cap space in the league. And there was a point that someone made that I really uh think about to this day is how even though they had a lot of cap space, they had to overpay 
mediocre players just to get upgrades. And I think Chicago is going to be in that position. Nobody's going to want to go to Chicago unless Chicago is willing to overpay. And that can drain you fast. I'm just saying. See, I under I understand uh, that comparison to you said, I'm sorry, you said that, was it the Jaguars you just said? No, Cincy, because there was Cincinnati. like three or four years ago where they like, they got like Trey Waynes and DJ Reader on like bloated contracts. And they said, yeah, you have a lot of money, but the only way teams go to you is if you overpay. Okay. Right. So if you look at, so look, I understand that sentiment that this, this Chicago team has been very bad in recent years. And looking at those examples, you could also look at the Jaguars as well. Mm -hmm. Um, situations that weren't, that didn't look so good in teams. They, they did have to, to spend. I think this is a little different because there's a little bit of intrigue to the bears. They're a young team Mm. and they have a lot of assets and they have the key to everything, which is the young quarterback who has shown improvement from year one to year two and going into year three, which mean, and you have the number you on top of that. You, so you've got the number one overall pick and you have 98 mil in cap space. If you look at that as a free agent, you say this is a team that is that is young and they have the pieces to rebuild if they can just do that right. And that's a big if. The Bears for years have been mired in organizational ineptitude. Yeah, but they have to break out of it sometime. No, they literally don't. They could. Yeah, and- yeah they could, but the sun could also explode tomorrow. Furthermore, you said, oh, you know, you oh, they have a nice young quarterback. Yeah, keep in mind, since he had the number one overall pick, everyone knew they were going to get Joe Burrow. And when the Jaguars overspent, they had Trevor Lawrence. And I don't think Justin Fields quite, you know, fits into that uh, comparison. Well, we didn't, we didn't have, we didn't have Trevor Lawrence during that time in that. I'm talking about last year when the Jaguars like overpaid for everyone. Right, and the the Jaguars overpaid for everyone. But you also have to look at you also have to look at the way you also have to look at the way it. I mean, Trevor Lawrence didn't look good in the in year one. Yeah, but it was still Trevor Lawrence. He was the first terrible. overall pick, and no one had written him off. Their quarterback – he didn't look good in, in year one. And okay, yeah, coaching still, was he, terrible. Nobody had written him off. That's the thing. And everyone and their mother knew it was Urban Meyer's fault. Nobody puts Trevor Lawrence's rookie year on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, well, they just got to keep your hands inside. Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah, but Justin Fields this year was better than Trevor Lawrence was in his rookie year. That's not saying much. That's, that's not really good. not. No, that's not saying. It much. says so, it. It says something. It's still an improvement. I'm just saying it's still an improvement. I think this is a better situation for the the Bears situation right now is better than the Jaguars situation before. And the Jaguars were ma- able to make the playoffs the year, the year, the following year. Not saying that's going to happen with the with the Bears, but the Bears have more. They have more assets than the Jaguars did, and they're in a tougher division. I might add. And plus, uh, everyone mm-hmm. and their mother knows that the the Bears are going to trade the number one overall pick, which is the yeah. right thing to do. The Jaguars did the wrong thing with it. They stayed, and well, that's that's that was a good thing to do, but. They stayed and they took instead of Aiden Hutchinson, they get they took Trayvon Walker. Well, they don't even know how to use Walker right to begin with. That whole still out on that. 
All right. We need to get to the rest of the teams. Um, Atlanta. Hot they Atlanta. need to – Atlanta at number two with 56 mil. That is a team which rebuilding. is rebuilding. So do they even – they could spend it, but they might want to spend it on pieces that would be, let's say – that would help that that are kind of on the younger side because they kind of need help just about everywhere. I wouldn't say that running back. They're fine. They have a skill position where they can use Algier and Cordero Patterson. And if they need a wide receiver too, Cordero can do that. But I think they'll try probably spend money to get a quality wide receiver too, just to balance it out a bit. They want to see what they have in Desmond Ritter, so that handles their quarterback spot. They do have a tackle on Caleb McCary, which I assume they'll re-sign. And where I believe what Atlanta should do instead of the Bears is more so defense. Mm. Uh, A.J. Terrell is fine, but I'm not sure who opposes – who's on the opposite side of him. And I'm not sure – and Deion Jones is no longer there. I'm not satisfied with what they had outside of Grady Jarrett and A.J. Terrell. Yeah, so you can literally yeah. look you can literally look anywhere. The only problem I have with Cordero Patterson is he's old. And plus he he has some injury issues. But he's, he's still putting in that work. He's putting in the work, but he's not going to be in their long-term plans to rebuild. When they're rebuilding, not, they're not going to be thinking about Cordero Patterson. He probably won't even be on the team in 2 years. Fair enough, but I don't expect him to be like that guy in within 2 to 3 years. Uh, receiving or run, running the ball at best he might still be doing special teams but i don't really i'm not here i'm here to transition to the long term i'm not here for immediately trying to do it because i don't believe that's going to happen immediately he could um looking at the next team the Ve- the las vegas raiders this is a team which especially since in the quarterback it's especially <laughs> since in the um in the trade market, they're going. They're at least rumored to be aggressively pursuing Aaron Rodgers. You got to complement that with some defense, and perhaps look at the the offensive line as well, because the offensive line. So CJ and I were talking a little bit off off air. Their offensive line actually played pretty well this year. They didn't mm-hmm. exactly have the personnel, but with the coaching and all the and all the combinations they were able to put together, it was actually pretty solid. But we don't know if that's sustainable. So they might want to add some personnel to that. But mainly go with defense. Because if you want to go all in with Aaron Rodgers, then you have to go all in as a as a contender. You can't just grab Aaron Rodgers and expect for water to be turned into wine. You've got to you have to be able to um turn this into a well-rounded team in order to be a contender. Because mm-hmm. um because the the Rodgers Adams tandem alone isn't going to do it. Just ask Green Bay. Didn't yeah. didn't exactly work out as well. They well, their really defense was solid, but uh, there were a couple problems. Hold on. So I did find out that the Raiders do, in fact, have the uh, seventh overall pick in this year's draft. Now, see, here's the thing. If the Raiders want Aaron Rodgers, then this free agency, I think it would be smart for them, despite their cap space, I think it would be smart for them to sit this year out. You know, you have the money, but if you get Rodgers, I would imagine Green Bay's not too eager to swallow that whole contract. And you're probably going to have, I would imagine, 
that you're probably going to have to take most of, if not all of it, which is going to drain you financially. And you have to remember, you always have to save like a few million for your rookie class. So, like I said, I, I think that Vegas should actually sit this one out. So not even go after Rodgers either? No, no, no. Go, go after Rodgers, but you have to understand that's where your money's going. And if you want to improve defense, you will have to get a few like low-key signings, you know, like low-risk, high-reward types, or, or like try to build through the draft. Yeah, ta- taking on, yeah, taking on that contract will be tough. So they're going to – but that's a tough situation too because when you when you take when you get Aaron Rodgers who is going to be 39 mm-hmm. it's hard to just take that year by year because we don't know when he's going to fall off a cliff it's not every it's not every day where you get a Tom Brady who can play well into his 40s it just does it that just doesn't happen there's only been two other quarterbacks besides him who have actually played at a high level after turning 40 there was Brett Favre in the early 2010s. And high and levels stretching it. Brett Favre? He threw for 30 touchdown passes. To wait, eight, wait, to wait, wait who am I thinking of? Brett Favre and Drew Brees. And I guess wait, Drew I'm Brees, sorry, I was thinking of someone else. Never mind. Brett Favre, Brett Favre and Drew Brees. And Drew Brees, I guess, was a is you can say a bit of a stretch because he okay. Oh, that's he had a, some yeah, issues. Brees, that's he had some stretch. issues with injuries, but he still was a quality starting quarterback. And he couldn't throw the ball further than 15 yards. Yeah, hey, at the, at the hey. very end, but when he was forty-two, he was forty-two. Man, that that is pretty impressive. Yeah, and Tom Brady was top ten in the league in passing yards, and he was forty-five. I don't want to hear that. Well, yeah, but there's no one who's ever going to be like Tom Brady again. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, I want to go to the Giants. Here's a team that has that has the pieces on defense. They could improve a little bit there. Um, but another part to look at is that. They're two of their best players in Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones are hitting free agency. So they might need to use that. They might need to use that on those two players. Uh, Unless they want to go and commit to Derek Carr and let Jones walk, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they like Jones and they want it. They're going to want to maybe even use the franchise tag on him. Um, As for Saquon Barkley, I feel like you got to pay that guy. You have to pay him. They're going to overpay him, and he probably won't make it through his whole contract because running backs age like milk, but you still got to pay him, and he has been your best player. He's a big part of why you even made the playoffs and why you were able to advance to the divisional round. So do that, and I would say this is a team that you might want to look in the trade market for and go after DeAndre Hopkins because they are kind of a – one-dimensional team, and you got to give Daniel Jones his weapons. Give him some toys. And it, it always helps out the quarterback. It always does. You give him some help. You may, Maybe you make him look, look better than he is, but it always works out. Um, did, did you guys have any, anything else on that? Or no. I'm not sure I entirely believe in Daniel Jones. I think he's good, but – if you're going to give him anything north of like $15 million a year, then it's a gross overpay. You don't at like least, Vanilla Vic? At least use the tag no. on him. Yeah, I was going to say if you can use the tag on him, then yeah. Give him the tag, maybe. Um, New England. So, uh-huh. CJ, this one's going to hit close to home for us because 
It's been frustrating watching these this Patriots team over the past few years since Brady left. But um, they they have. I'd say it's it, I where where do they where do we go where do we go with this? I'm still fig I'm still figuring that out. I don't know. But I've noticed that when we that Bill everyone says how Bill Belichick always sits out in for agency, he doesn't go out and make the big splashes. But I'm noticing a trend that we actually do get free agents and we are active in free agency when we have money. And this year I'm expecting him, I'm not saying go all out like two years ago. But we should have like a decent free agency considering the fact we actually have money. There's no excuse not to do anything. There's really not. And if you're a Pats fan, I think it's time to accept Jacoby Myers is gone. You know, he's not worth 50 mil. He's just not. And I think there's going to be a team like Chicago or maybe Baltimore where the covers just bare at receiver and they're going to throw everything they have at him. And it would be smart not to match it. I think Jonathan Jones would come back, but I don't know. If you're at New England, you hold on to that 14th pick. You know, you go tackle there. Or maybe you can pick up Mike McGlinchey or Caleb McGarry in free agency, hopefully. But I don't know. If you want to upgrade, like, receiver, do it in the draft. But tackle, I think you need to address in free agency. That If you get a veteran there, like I said, like McGlinchey or McGarry, that's all the better because that spot is way too important to so, have a rookie to take chances with. So so tackle in free agency over the draft. Yeah. So, you can't trust a rookie there with like a young quarterback. Like I mean, I don't know, maybe if Johnson or Skaronsky fall to you, that's fine, but I don't trust Broderick Jones at 14. I uh, think that's a reach. That is I a did, reach. I also wouldn't trust this tackle draft class, uh this tackle free agency class with Jones either. I think I th- I think they they should use the 14th overall pick with a tackle. I mean, I keep saying this, but only if Paris Johnson or Peter Skaronsky fall. I mean, it's like I'm just saying that. I mean, I'd rather have a veteran there because I think that spot is too important to take chances with. All right. Well, there you have it. There is our top five teams in cap space. We'll see how it goes. Let's see if they actually spend this money at all. Um, or if it winds up, um, or if they actually use it how we believe that they will. But next, we're going to head over to the trade market this offseason. Plenty of big names rumored to be going out the door via trade, and we will discuss all of those and where they might fit best. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and F- Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. All right, we are on to some teams 
who might be trading some key players. And we're going to hit on all of those players. And there could be others that come up later on this offseason, and we will touch on that then. But right now we have other names. And we're going to start with DeAndre Hopkins, a player who is the most likely to get traded. Mm -hmm. And so, Tuck, you're going to agree with me on this one. The big, the one, the the team that comes to mind right now is the the Baltimore Ravens. It, it it almost makes too much sense to happen, but that is a team that should be all in on DeAndre Hopkins, especially with the current rift between them and their quarterback. Mm, yeah, we'll we'll take DeAndre Hopkins if it means getting us closer to signing Lamar to a long term extension. DeAndre Hopkins is a true number one receiver. My only problem with DeAndre is. His availability and injuries. That's it. it. When he's on the field, oh, yeah, he's a number one and can go up against anybody. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. It, and, like, you look at Lamar Jackson. He he won a – was it unanimous? Yes. It was, was, it was a unanimous league MVP. Only and person did that. And he has played – he has played exceptional for the amount of support he has had at the wide receiver position. He's had some pieces, but not good enough. He has, he's, he has one of the better tight ends in all of football, but as far as the passing game goes, besides him and Marquise Brown for a couple of years, that's about it. So if you look at that, Lamar Jackson wants money and he will probably get it, whether it's here or in ball, whether it's here or somewhere, somewhere else, you got to give him that peace offering, which is which is DeAndre Hopkins, because this Baltimore team has been, especially in the first half of the season, this close to contention. They've been right there in the mix, and they always fall apart. Some of that is, some of that actually a big a big amount of that is on the injury bug, but they also don't have much at the wide receiver position to begin with. If you're only relying on um, Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay, those two players, then yeah, that's not a lot of depth to work with. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is the piece to is the piece to invest in there, especially with his age. He'll probably come fairly cheap. I think you go all in on DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, we have no choice here. We, it's time to get Lamar a true number one receiver and show him, hey, we're serious about revamping this offense and getting a true number one receiver. We'll go a long way in that. I also hope we go in the draft and hopefully get someone like a Jordan Addison or a Jackson Smith, which we'll call it, from Ohio State. I, I can't say his last name. Forgive me. Isn't it like Njigba or something like that? I believe so. I just can't say it. Njigba. And hopefully go from there. That That's all I'm looking forward towards, and that's it. All right. Another name to talk to um, – another team to touch on. Um, a couple of them, I'm just going to rattle them off. I, I already talked about the Giants as a possible spot. If they can afford it with all the free, the free agents on, on offense they need to retain. There's also New England. Green Bay, if they want to keep Aaron Rodgers. And Chicago. Those three teams, they all need wide res- a wide receiver. So they're all in different positions. So Green Bay, they need the they need to they need the targets to keep Rodgers happy and to keep them as a contending team like they once were. And New England, they need to give Mac Jones some toys to develop. They need that veteran leadership. 
Is he going to be around when they're uh, when they're winning Super Bowls if they can do that? Um, we don't know. But he could also play a big part in developing Mac Jones and turning him into a competent quarterback when we wait while we wait for that true wide receiver one Messiah to come along. Um, the Bears, that's a team that could use him. Justin Fields also needs some toys. Problem is, this Bears team is way, way further back than even New England in their rebuild process. They need a lot of pieces, but one of those pieces is wide receiver. So if you can help develop your, your piece in uh, Justin Fields, who is, who is the key to everything in that rebuild process, then I would say you, you pull the trigger on that trade. And again, just like I said about New England, will he be there when the Bears are in the Super Bowl looking to contend? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he won't be what he once was. But it at least gives you time to develop your quarterback. It develops him. He plays a piece in that re- – he plays a part in that rebuild. That's if DeAndre wants to be there. What's that? That's if DeAndre wants to be there for the rebuild. Exactly. There's also that as well. He probably wants to win. Yeah, that's yeah. He is he is on the older side, so that so that gives us that gives us kind of New England, the Ravens absolutely, and you could also obviously the the Packers as well, if they can retain Rodgers. Also, the Giants. If they keep if they can keep their their gang together of Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and bring in some other pieces on the defensive side, that's a team that can contend as well. They just made the playoffs. Um, looking at the next option, it is this one's a little bit more far fetched, and it depends on a lot of things on the financial side for Cincinnati. But T Higgins, who has been, who is on most teams a wide receiver one. But because Jamar Chase exists on this on the Bengals, he's there too, and they're also they also have a lot of pl- young players to pay it in the near future. So if they decide they need to trade him, if t- if ne- contract negotiations get you know damaged beyond repair, there's always been there's already been plenty of rumors. I think the best spot, and we'll see if they pull they let's see if they pull the trigger on it. He's going to be a free agent in 2024. Um, I think New England is a good spot for him to go. Uh, honestly, Adam, I don't know. It's just you mentioned it that Teeing is going to be a free agent, and we know Bill Belichick loves, for some reason, one-year rental players. And there's a very real chance, for some reason, you'd have to cough up a first for T. Higgins. And if you do, and then you don't re-sign him, then it's a waste. My point is, I don't trust New England to re-sign him. Whereas, like, the only way I would approve this is if they already have an extension worked out ahead of time, and as soon as the plane lands in New England, he signs. You know? Because that's, that's something that I think will scare off a lot of teams is that he needs an extension. And I don't think there's really any team that's going to want, you know, just tease their quarterback with a wide receiver one and then just have him leave the next year without a deal. If you're trading him, then you already need to have a deal in place. That's like the only way I think any team should accept that. All due respect, 
The only time we have been teased with a wide receiver one for a one-year rental was Brandon Cooks. Well, I didn't say teased, you know, for like a wide receiver one. I just said Bill just loves one-year rentals in general. Yeah, there's been a couple. There was also there was also Darrell Revis, but I also think that's yeah, it's a right. different it's a difference. I think I also think it's a it's kind of a different scenario. That Patriots those Patriots teams were looking to get over the hump to win us win Super Bowls. They were this close. They were this close. They were right there. It's been it had been ten years since they won their last Super Bowl. With this Patriots team, they're younger, they're looking to rebuild, and T Higgins he's a young piece. That's that is a significant piece to develop your quarterback and build for the future. This is a guy unlike DeAndre Hopkins, T Higgins, if they were if they re-sign him, he will be around for this hypothetical Super Bowl that they win in 5 years. He'll be around for that. Let's say 3, 3, 3 years. 3 year rebuild. I think I think that would be a good spot. But um any of the other places that we that we have talked about uh, for DeAndre Hopkins, it also works for it also works for them. Chicago, Green Bay, all of those places. I think those all work. And Justin, your Ravens as well. What That's if they go in man. and get them? They're not going to trade them to us. Oh yeah, in the division. Yeah, not going right. to. I so. I brain fart. Which leads to my next team. Which leads my to my next name, which is. And it's only because we don't have many names out there, to, uh, Tuck. Let's sure, sure. Lamar sure. Jackson. He staying. So what's the point? Why are we even talking about this? Let's let's move on here. We all know where he's going. He's staying home with the with the franchise. We all know this. He's going to Lamar get to Tampa. No, he's a jet. I fear. Absolutely I mean, all sacks they have absolutely not. All of the teams that are in on a quarterback, if Lamar Jackson is made available and he forces him his way out for some reason that it would be in the foreseeable future that we can't see yet, something happens. One of those teams could be the Jets, another team in the Falcons, um, another team could be the Colts. I mean, just bring up. Any team that needs a quarterback, uh, the the uh, maybe if the Buccaneers decide they're not ready to rebuild yet and they just want a new quarterback, Lamar Jackson could be the one. You know they have they still have Mike Evans, they still have Chris Godwin, they still have some pieces over there. If they decide they don't want to blow it up and they want to extend this window, then Lamar Jackson it could be a piece that they that they invest in, or or. Here's another option. They go back to the the pool of old quarterbacks who are looking to contend again, and they go for Aaron Rodgers. But we'll, let's 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 do that next. Um, actually, let's let's start that now. Um, since the Lamar Jackson discussion, I wanted that to be brief. We don't know. It's I'd I'd say he's the least likely to be traded out of this list. Here's our last name, which is Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. And although although this guy said, I'm just talking about the fit. Although this guy straight up said during that that golf tournament, I'm not going to San Fran. Good lord, would that be a great fit? He can't go. He can't go. They already have two quarterbacks. They just got rid of a third. They can't do it. If they I'd say can't is a strong word. 
if they decided they wanted to let Brock Purdy and Trey Lance develop, either of the one of the two develop and give it one year with Aaron Rodgers and try to win a championship, they could do that because this they, this team is built to win now. If there's anything I have learned in sports, in contending teams, it's that their window is never as large, unless it's the New England Patriots, never as large as they as you might think. We thought those Golden State Warriors gonna, were going to be winning one championship after the other for the next five years. They and won three out of four. It won. It it ended abruptly. Three out of four. They just won another ring. That uh, all right. That's a they terrible. could have won more though. They could have won more. The That's injury bug great. destroyed that team. I don't want to cross sports too much, but just saying, your window is almost never as large as you think it is going to be. So when you have this team in the San Francisco 49ers who have literally everything except the quarterback as a as not a question mark, go in for that guy who is looking to win the championship. Do it for a couple of years. Let Purdy or Trey Lance develop under him. Learn from him. And then once Rodgers is ready to call it quits, you have your guy to transition to. Just saying, just saying. Other, other fits would be the New York Jets, who just got Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. Sounds like that. I mean, that's a dead giveaway. That's what the that's what the Broncos just tried to do this past offseason. Didn't work out because they just weren't a fit for each other. Um another team, we talked about the we talked about the Vegas Raiders during the, our free agency segment. And that's probably if he gets traded the most logical spot. Yeah. At least the most realistic, I would say. Because, you know, they they want to, you know, they have Aaron, they have Devontae Adams, who is his favorite toy, and clearly they're be, they're still best friends from interactions on Twitter, from how they've been talking about each other. Still very good friends. I think it would work out pretty well if they well, decided. You don't to. think they believe in Stidham? You don't you don't think they believe in Stidham? You're fine. No, he was a one game wonder. And that one game, oh, he went toe to toe with San Francisco. Come on. Stid, like the Stid can work in Las Vegas. I, listen, I love no. me some Stid. I love me some Stid as a New England guy. He was when he was here. I was on the Jarrett Stidham train. The Jarrett, excuse me, the Jarrett Stidham train. Shame. But, but now it's only as a backup. He'd be a quality backup quarterback somewhere. Alrighty. Um, that's his, that's his ceiling now. But, Stidham. but. Aaron Rodgers as a as a Raider, it's going to it's going to come down to how they can manage his contract and also spend money on the defensive side in free agency, because they're probably going to give up their number seven overall pick in the draft. They're going to have to give give that up for Rodgers in that package. So you go in and you find you find a way to work on that defense and keep Rodgers happy at the same time. That's going to be how they do it. Um, they could also the Packers just could keep them, or or Rogers could retire. Highly doubt it. Um, the Packers could keep them, but they're going to have to get some help for them. And that's why I say, look at T. Higgins, look at DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe the Packers trade for a, a wide receiver one to keep them happy. Um, that's all. That's about it for our trade pieces, guys who could get traded this offseason. 
there's going to be others who come up who are not even talking about who we could even not even dream about them about them being traded because that's what's been happening over the past two off seasons. Players who we didn't think were going to get traded get traded, and it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. Something's going to happen. I'm calling it now. Um, but until then, it's all speculation. Um, but I wanted to get onto the NFL draft, so we're gonna touch on the top five CJ's picks. Subject. What? CJ's favorite subject: the NFL draft. Oh yeah. Yep. Every it's day every day we get closer. Oh yeah. You know something. The draft is coming up, and I'm about to make it everyone's problem. <laughs> Jeez. He's going to talk about it plenty. In fact, <laughs> a specific phrase that he loves to use. You know me. I'm a big draft guy. Oh, Every you single... spoiled it. I'm going to – oh, no. As we I get closer – I didn't want to make it look like it was something profane that I wasn't saying on air. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. Um, but we're going to touch on the top five picks in this draft – and what they should do with those picks, who they're going to draft with it with it as well if they decide to trade to trade, um, and what they will do. That's next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. So we have reached our final segment previewing this 2023 NFL offseason, which is the NFL draft, which will be starting on April 27th. That will be its first round. And we're going to touch on the top five picks and what they should do with those picks. If they trade back, who are they going to draft once they trade back to that spot? And I mentioned that whole spiel about trading back and what they should do with it because of the Bears. So what? What? you have the number one overall pick, and quarterbacks are projected to be taken at this top end of the draft. So if you're the Chicago Bears... You already have Justin Fields, and you have 98 mil in, in cap space. I've already told you guys about how stacked this defensive free agency is. I've got to say, and I'm going to double down on it, go defense in free agency and then hit on the offensive line in the draft. And if you can, if you can find a wide receiver who's quality enough, do that as well. But, like, defense, I get it. That's a need. But you can you can you can touch on defense at any point during this rebuild. Once you have your quarterback, especially one who's getting killed by that offensive line, you have to address it. You can't. That's not something you can just kick further on down the road. You're going to get your quarterback hurt, and once he gets hurt, it's all over. You have to start this rebuild all over again, and it's going to set you back a few years again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And I do feel that 
as you know, it's been mentioned by all the analysts, this is a very quarterback heavy draft. And I do think that Bryce Young is the best quarterback in the draft and he should go number one. But if you're the Bears, you don't need a quarterback unless you're one of the nameless bunch of morons that says, hey, no, they should trade Justin Fields. If you think that, get a CAT scan. Now, uh, if you're Chicago, I, I, I like like Adam said, you have to trade back. You know, because you don't want a Trayvon Walker situation. I would say, you know, maybe you trade with like Indy or – or Vegas, if they don't get Rodgers, and you land, then you go back, and then maybe you could like address defense or something along those lines or whatever Adam wanted. Wait a minute, yeah. CJ. You don't believe Will Levis is the best? No, I do not believe in Will Levis, but we will, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, that's a story and a long story for another day. Yeah. Now, the, most po- the most popular belief has been that the Bears will trade back and the only discrepancy has been whether or not they're going to what who they're going to take once they do trade back to a different spot a lot of people are saying defense that's what all the that's what all of the mock drafts are saying well yeah because in a in less than 365 days you know in between each other they lost khalil mack and robert quinn and by that i mean traded but you know and there's nobody on that defensive line who scares me and especially if you're still like in the top five, you could easily land Tyree Wilson, Will Anderson Jr., or Jalen Carter. Right, but those needs can wait. If can you wait. don't surround, if you don't surround your quarterback with protection to not get killed, then it sets your rebuild back even further. Once you get Justin Fields hurt, true. That's he's the key to true. everything right now, and you have to be able to to protect him. Like I said, you have 98 mil in cap space just sitting there. Use that on this stacked free agent draft class and do that. Yeah. Draft class, free, yeah. a- free agency class. Do do it there because there are some good pass rushers in there as well. So, I would just do it there. I understand it's a need. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just explaining how we can how we can address that need correctly with, without getting the quarterback hurt. Because yeah, the offensive yeah, right, line, right. the offensive line is the top priority, even even over defense. Um, the the Texans. This is a slam dunk that probably doesn't even deserve, um, very much, uh, very much discussion. But quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback. Quarterback. One hundred fifty percent. If they don't, it's a problem. Yeah. They do have other needs. Hold on. But you have Adam, to go quarterback. What's up? There's something I thought of. So I, I've seen a lot of mock trades between Houston. And Chicago. But here's something to consider. A lot of people don't realize this, but Houston is in a really crappy position because you're you're fending off the wolves in Indy, right? And potentially Vegas, and even to lesser extent Carolina for a quarterback. And you're literally, let's just say you do trade with Chicago. You are going to have to give up more to only trade up one spot. Not necessarily because of yes, necessarily. Not if, not if CJ Stroud is available. If one's going to take Bryce. Yeah, Young, no, no, if he's good. available. But I mean, look, and look, I'm a huge CJ Stroud fan. But Bryce Young is the prize, yeah. and if you want yeah, Bryce Young, to- you are going to have to give up more to move up one spot. 
Why would I do that? I would just rather. I don't know because that. the Texans front office is uh, not the brightest. If they're willing to just move up one spot, and then I, if somebody's willing to move up a whole bunch of like draft picks just to move up to get the number one overall pick, I don't believe there's that much discrepancy between him and CJ Stroud. If somebody mm-hmm. wants Bryce Young that much, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just take CJ Stroud, number two. Hey, look, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just stating the facts as we know them. Fair enough. But I'm if I'm Houston, I don't care, care who's going to be there at number two. I'm taking a quarterback, and that's that. Yeah, you Unless take it's the evil Will um, um, Cardinals, this is number three. This is a tougher one because this is a team that was last year supposed to be better than they were, <laughs> and they wound up with a higher pick in the draft. And they're going to play, most likely play a huge chunk, if if at all, without their their starting quarterback, Kyler Murray. Now, I'm not alluding to a trade of Kyler Murray, but mm-hmm. they they have a lot of needs here. And they could look at the offensive line that got very hurt. And they could also look at the the uh, the edge, edge rushers. Yes, they lost they lost JJ Watt to retirement. And they have Zach Allen, but what if part of that was kind of J.J. Watt wreaking havoc on the other end, so it would open things up for Zach Allen to be as good as he was? I'm not saying he's not. I believe it. I'm not saying he's not as good as as he looked, but you still need you still need some pieces on that on on that defensive line. Yeah. Um, also, cornerbacks. I just think that whole defense is kind of old, don't you think? There's no, I don't think I know, and you don't think you know. So let me tell you something. Well, you know, if the Cardinals stay put at three, you're basically guaranteed to get either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. It's a slam dunk. Yep. You just take it. But do you trade back to get him? No. Or do you, or no. Do you, no. So, you, so you think number three, uh, Will Anderson – Right spot to go. Yes, I yes. do. Will Anderson's a monster. Beast. Oh, absolutely. Um, He's better than Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker as, as a prospect. So all right. I would it's a slam dunk. All right. Next team, the Colts. Do everything you can to move up. Mm-hmm. Do everything you can to move up. Talk move is correct. Up, either move up for that quarterback, or if you can't, don't stay at number four. Trade back and draft on offensive line. Why not? Why don't, they, why don't they just get Will Levis just for the hell of it? Why not? Just, just CJ, them. tell him why. Not quite. This just, isn't just, the we don't CJ need... hate Will Levis episode. That's this is the C- because, because yet, CJ hates yet, Will Levis. They can get Anthony Richardson. They can get the project. I will say your middle name on air, so help me God. Can... What's wrong All with right. these prospects? They All are... right, hold on, hold on. Now, let me tell you something. If I'm Indy, I'm staying put. You see, Adam, I, I, I respect your opinion on trading back, but they shouldn't. You can't spend another year building the endless bridge of bridge quarterbacks. You just can't. You need young blood, and C.J. Stroud's going to be available at four, probably, unless some mm-hmm. team leapfrogs you, which is something you have to consider. But I don't think that's a very high chance. I'm just saying, go take C.J. Stroud. I don't know. Do you really? Because whoever trades up, with the Bears, whoever trades up with the Bears to get number one, they're taking a quarterback, mm-hmm. and the Texans are getting a quarterback as well. Unless they're the one and that trades who, up with the Bears. Unless they do that, but then 
but then the Bears are probably going to trade back again because they don't need don't a quarterback at two either. Yeah, I hear you, Adam, but I think at this point there's just a lot of speculation, just uh, too much speculation, you could say. And I think after when free and she's winding down, we'll definitely get a better feel. All right. So if let's let's say, okay, we'll probably know or we'll, we will know if mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud is taken at four at at two or th- or three and if he falls down to the Colts. If he falls down, we can all stand in agreement that that's 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 a no-brainer for the Colts. Absolutely. But if they can't trade up and both quarterbacks are already taken in Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, then what are you doing staying at four? Oh, oh you know what? You know what? For some reason, I like the idea of a DeForest Buckner-Jalen Carter tandem. I just love that yeah. if I'm the Colts. That just yeah. seems like a good pairing for them. That gives them a good like front seven with with Shaq Leonard in the back of this front seven. It just seems like a good idea, and that frees them up even more. Perhaps I'm just yeah. looking for that offensive line to improve because they went from one of the best offensive lines in all of football to one of the worst pretty fast. And it doesn't matter who they stick in there, then it's it's going it's not it's not going to work out because he he's going to get killed. Address that offensive line and do it fast. I think they they, they could they could do it in free agency, but as we alluded to earlier, that class isn't that isn't that good. It's not a very good free agency class. It's much better in the draft. Um, I just wanted to go to our last number five pick. It is the Seattle Seahawks. So they got their first round pick through the Denver Broncos. Talk about winning. Talk about winning the lottery with this trade. They traded away their their franchise quarterback. That franchise quarterback sucked this past year. And the first round pick they acquired for their quarterback wound up being a top 5 pick. And on top of that, they you were the t- you Seattle, you are the team who made the playoffs. And they didn't. Yep. I mean, that's a win-win. And all of the all of their rookies from their last from last draft have panned out. Their offensive line is the best it's been in years. Geno Smith looks like a true good bridge quarterback. And the defense looks better. So it's really just this this is a complimentary pick. And it's a top five one. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I would use it on the defensive line, I would say. Who's that defensive be available though? Who's gonna be available? We'll have to see. Yeah, but so they could all they could also use it to trade back. But that pick, no. They have another one I assume they'll trade back with. Yeah. So they they have and yeah, they do have they have two first round picks as well. So all, all good stuff happening in Seattle right now. Unbelievable how they won that trade. <laughs> um at, meanwhile, Denver is looking to get the most out of Russell Wilson, bringing in Sean Payton. So we'll see how that works out. I think it will. We we saw very different. We this is a, a side thing, but we saw very different Russell Wilson, um, uh, post Nathaniel Hackett than when we did during his that era, and bringing in Sean Payton, an offensive minded head coach, is going to help that. Um. All right. So that there you have it. There's our full off season preview, and we are going to continue throughout these next few months to give you our off season coverage to 
touch on everything that happens. And it trust, trust me, it will be a fun one. NFL off seasons are always fun. It's there's never really in, there's really never a dead spot until the summer. And we have that covered for you guys. Our player rankings, we're going to cover every single uh, skill position, ranking the top five players. And we're also going to do our Thursday episodes now Friday, where we're going to, pre- we're going to preview every division and how they're going to stack up against each other. It's going to be a fun time. So sit tight, buckle up, because we have a great offseason ahead of you ahead and we are going to give you all of the coverage all right so that'll do it for us tonight thank you for listening to us we have new episodes out on tuesdays and fridays at 7 30 p.m eastern time be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel we have all our episodes available on spotify spreaker apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, google Podcasts, and so much more also be sure to follow our instagram at fumble underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.